0: I have a very special invitation for you. I want you to join me for this month's masterclass. It's called How to Create and Execute Your Weekly Meal Plan in Under 30 Minutes, an organization method that can make or break your nutrition goals. One of the biggest things that my clients complain about is they don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. How many times have you heard yourself say that just this week? Blocking off 30 minutes at the beginning of your week, it's going to not only save you that time that you desperately crave, but it's going to calm your nervous system and help you to make so many better choices around your nutrition. So head to michellefox.com forward slash masterclass and get all the juicy details. I would love to see you in class again. That's michellefox.com forward slash masterclass and your girls gotcha. Also, as you listen to today's episode, I do just want to give you the quick heads up that the subject of suicide does come up. So if that is triggering in any way, then just pass on this episode we'll be back next week. It's all good. But definitely wanted to give you the heads up. And if you're good, I would love for you just to lean in because this episode, you're going to get some juicy gems on how to reach for lean in and grasp more tools for healthy living. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to Healthy, Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals... You, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. Today, we are talking to my friend who is a holistic health coach. You know, that's got me excited. And her name is Jenna Grooms. Today's topic is You are your primary doctor. Invest in your health now or pay for it later. If you've spent any amount of time in my community, then you know I live for this subject because, yes, while taking a little extra time to meal plan, and or spending a little bit more money to buy organic. It might feel like a little pinch right now, but I promise you it is so worth it. The journey is worth it. Stick with me, stick with Jenna, and we will help you get there. And just in case you haven't met my friend Jenna yet, let me read her bio so that you know who we are chatting with today. So after years of struggling with digestive issues weight gain, anxiety, depression, and beyond. I know a lot of us can relate to that. Jenna decided to take her health in her own hands and peel back the layers that were sabotaging her from living a life filled with joy. By overcoming her own major roadblocks, she lives by this mantra, progress over perfection. Yes, please, and amen. In fact, let's read that again progress over perfection. I want you to really take that in. So Jenna is a mom of two, a wife to her high school sweetheart, a conscious living enthusiast, of course that's how we connected, and light worker. She is shining brightly to empower others to live their fullest lives. Jenna loves guiding and supporting clients through transformation of the body mind and soul. She firmly believes while time may fly, you are the pilot and you can design whatever life you want to live. So Jenna, welcome to the pod.
1: Thank you so much. It's I, I get goosebumps hearing somebody read that. I've only read it to myself. So that's, that <laughs> feels so, so like, I'm just thinking of my years of healing and work and all the things wrapped up into this one little bio. It's it's really cool. So thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. And on that note, thank you for showing up fully and showing up to do the work. Because if you hadn't done the work, just think of all the people who would be missing out on your gifts so i'm so grateful you are willing and able to share your gifts with our community today
1: yes thank you my my hope for today is that my words can be whatever your listeners need to hear and that it's it's exactly what needs to be
0: i have no doubt and before we get into some of the juicy soul massaging i'll call it i would love to play a little game with you. Are you open to some rapid fire questions?
1: I am so open. I'm so curious what these questions are going to be. I can't <laughs> wait. Let's do it.
0: I love it. One of my fellow playmates. Okay. Let's start with it, a linear question. Okay. Let's go with this one. Inbox zero or inbox 10,000?
1: Oh, inbox zero.
0: Okay. How about an A-plus for making that a rapid fire? Good job. That was a rapid fire answer. I'm I'm impressed.
1: Okay. It took me a second to think, okay, yes, I know what we're doing here. I got this.
0: (laughs) Okay. Next. Sweet, salty, or savory?
1: Oh, it's got to be sweet. So I got to get real creative with that, but it's sweet.
0: Okay. Favorite movie of all time?
1: This is so hard because I'm one of those people that if I don't see it multiple times, I forget all of the things. So I'm going to totally go with what my husband, it's his favorite movie. It's really not even mine, but I love it too. Titanic. It's a classic. Like there's all the, all the elements in it. So I can jump on board with that one since I just am so indecisive on this,
0: on this I topic. I love Titanic. And now I'm a little jealous because my husband will not watch that movie with oh. me. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Yes. Good for you. And then last but not least, would you be willing to share one of your favorite childhood memories in the kitchen?
1: Oh boy. This is a tough one. Okay. I would say one of my favorite childhood memories started actually as a teenager because I decided one day I picked up this old random cookbook from the cabinet that was from my mom's church from when she was a kid. And I flipped to one page to make cookies because I wanted to make them for our school to sell for our help the needy program. And so these cookies ended up amazing. And, and so I would make them every week and I would bring them to school and sell them for a quarter a piece and donate the money to our little thing. And it's still, if we are making like traditional cookies, it's, it's still the go-to and it sprouted from that time in my life as a
0: What a beautiful gift. And of course, you're spreading joy at, at a teenage <laughs> level. Like, of course you are. That That's amazing. Yeah. And I imagine your children are following in in suit.
1: Yeah, they're, you know, I really consider them my best teachers. And so we have this really big, you know, yin-yang of constantly teaching each other these amazing moments. My little five-year-old had a tough time, had tough incident in school yesterday, actually, where a little boy had... A big tantrum and it had kicked her and it was this whole thing and her teacher called me and said you know I want you to know your daughter said to me you know so and so he's not a bad person he just made a bad choice and I'm like this is this is my five year old like I don't care academically like this is what it's all about so yeah I I hope that they are picking up some of the nuggets that you know kind of spreading around for them.
0: He's a good person that that is such a gift to be able to see that. Because I truly believe we are all good people, and sometimes we just make poor choices. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. 100%. What a gift. Well, let's jump right into our topic, which is you are your primary doctor. Invest in your health now or pay for it later. And I love that as a holistic health coach, one, I just love that title because I do believe in holistic health. I believe obviously nutrition is where i do a lot of my focus but it really is the whole person which i try to look at and help people in my programs and for you just to begin with i would love to know your journey i imagine as most of us it probably wasn't linear
1: it was not linear and i'll i'll have to really consolidate it cuz like many it's a long one you know it's a long and there's a lot of highs and lows. And I think a lot of times we're in our journey and we don't even realize the depths of where we are at some points. But for me, you know, I had a lot of childhood traumas that I never even realized were a part of my life until I had my own child. It wasn't until I became a mother where light bulbs kind of started clicking in certain areas of how I wanted to show up in her life and realizing some of the relationships that I had had in my life, and I was also under an immense, immense amount of stress when my when I had my two children. My husband and I had moved to a different city. We had no family with us. He was working an incredibly in an incredibly stressful career. It was one of it's a miracle I feel like at times that I survived it because it was so intense, and I like many of us do, we hold on to whatever pieces we can and we glue ourselves, we tape ourselves, we put it all together and just get along, you know, I'm fine, I can do it, I'm doing this. And we kind of put this badge on of like, I can do all of the things until it starts falling apart and we can't, there's no more glue, there's no more tape. And that's where I found my, and even before that, I was, Struggling with so many digestive issues, I had no clue what was going on. I can look back now and see how tied to stress it was, and some of it was nutrition and just other issues as well. But there, I get it got to a point where it was hard for me to even go out in public because I was so afraid that I was going to have a digestive upset. You know, I can recall times we would be driving somewhere, and I'm like, oh my gosh. We have to find a bathroom right now. And that's, that's not a, a good feeling, you know, when you're trying to live and food is one of those things. You can't just cut out of your life, right? We all have to eat. And so it, it really became a very stressful journey. Then tying in all the emotional pieces, all of the falling apart pieces. And we made a big move again, another big career shift. And it reached a point where I, honestly, I was getting to a point where I was starting to feel suicidal. Um, it it got very, very heavy. And well yeah, I, I
0: can see that if you're in like constant pain and you don't yeah. understand where this pain is coming from, I can imagine how dark that can get.
1: Absolutely. And just when you are dealing with things for so long, when you're suppressing emotions for so long or you're, you know, suppressing getting care, maybe you don't realize you even need for so long, it reaches it reaches a a boiling point that you just you have to take action one way or the other or you're you're just not going to be able to sustain it anymore. So while that was tough, I'm so grateful for those experiences ultimately because it did lead me to a path of so much growth, so much learning, healing, overcoming, being able to talk about these things. I mean, I really couldn't for you know a large chunk of my life. And I now have the gift of being able to help and serve others now with my perspective. And so my journey now spans with I've I've taken so many deep dive courses into different lenses of our health, from our energy to nutrition, to physical movement, all the things. I became a certified coach. I'm in the process of getting certification to teach a breathwork component. So it doesn't ever end. I'm just kind of building on these modalities that have been so impactful to me that I can, I'm one of those people that once I've done it and it works for me, I'm an evangelist. Like I will tell everybody like, this is so good. You have to do it. Whether I'm better, I mean, I may have no attachment other than just my personal experience. And so
0: I totally get that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. So, I'm a really good cheerleader for people. I've been something I really believe in. So, but but now I'm at a point where like, if I believe in it that much, I've got to do something with it and put it in motion in my own life and able to serve others.
0: Well, and just like we said in your bio, the progress over perfection, like clearly you're a walking, living example of making that progress in- incrementally so that you are able to heal yourself and you are able to show up for your community and for your family. So that that's a true gift.
1: Well, and on that note, we all have that and our journeys are not linear in a way of I can look at myself and say I am a person in this role that I teach, but I have my own dips. I have my own weak moments, my own tough times. And so if you think of it as this graph, you know, it's like it's this constant wave of our own highs and lows. But looking at the end, the overall arch, that's where the progress is. Because if we focus on, I had this quote the other day to my community, and it was, if our health is dependent on us being perfect 100% of the time, then we're all screwed. Because it's just, it's not tangible. It's not, it's, it's just not how it works. So yes, the Agreed. progress. <laughs>
0: Agreed. And there was another thing you also said, you tied stress into how the body can function in a misaligned way. And I absolutely love that because a lot of people in my community are typically either going through menopause, what I like to call affectionately menopause, because I do believe that men over 40 are going through very similar hormonal changes as well. And one of the symptoms, the hot flashes that come, yes, it is because the hormones are changing, but it also can be caused by stress. And a lot of people don't realize, like, of course, again, I come at it from the nutrition point, but also as I'm talking to my clients, I also try to look at their lifestyle choices and say, you know, are there some things that we can switch around to eliminate that stress? So I appreciate you bringing that up. And I'm also really curious. What are some of the things that either you're doing for yourself and or what what you may be working with clients to kind of help either eliminate stress and or just to have that holistic picture of health?
1: Yeah, yeah. So stress is such an important topic. And what I teach with my clients is that stress is not something that we can never have in our lives. Our bodies were actually designed to deal with stress. We have these incredible functions that when we are in a stressful situation that they kick in. However, and you may have talked with this with your group as well, that this mechanism was designed at a time where stress was imperative to our survival. If you were being chased by a lion, you better hope that your stress mechanisms kick in to release more cortisol, to release more adrenaline, get your legs going, get the heck out of there and get away from that lion. You need these things to happen in your body to survive at that time. However, fast forward to a time where you could be reading an email that kicks your stress response in, and it is the same response. Our bodies have not learned to evolve that, hey, this email really is like not a big deal. I'm not going to die from this email. You don't need to release the adrenaline. You don't need to do the cortisol, like back off. Our bodies have not evolved yet in that way to understand that. And so it's not about necessarily trying to never have stress in your life. It's about learning how to cope with it. And what Mm -hmm. I teach is having a toolbox. Mm. And so we all have the ability to have this little inner toolbox. So when these stressful times come, we know to just pull from our toolbox. So some of the tools that I recommend, breathwork is a big one, and that can come in many different forms. But think of it in this way. Your life is dependent on breath. You are alive by taking that first breath. Your body and life here on this earth end with your final breath. Mm. Your breath is so powerful and it's a free tool. It's available to you all of the time. Like, yes, please. <laughs> like, we all need that, right? Amen. So, it, it, and there are so many resources that we can't even get into today, but breath is such an amazing tool. Even something as simple as positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. positive affirmations to pull you out of it. And some of them that we know, like yoga, meditation, journaling, some of these are very common tools that people hear all the time. But if you understand to put them in this toolbox that works for you, because every single tool is not the best tool for everybody. So finding what works for me when I'm feeling stressed out. Does it work for me to call a friend? And have that moment. Does it work for me to write this down? Does it work for me to scream into a pillow? What works for me? Pull that from your toolbox so that you can just ride through the stress wave and then ride back out of it.
0: Mm. How powerful. And for the listener who might be saying, well, Coach Jenna, Michelle, easy for you to say. You've been on this journey. You've been paying attention. I just know my life's out of control. I just know I'm tired all the time. I just know I'm overwhelmed. Like, can you give us maybe even just one step that they can take to come back to their center so that they can get a little bit more clarity on their next steps?
1: Yeah. And I totally get that because I feel like I have been there before of feeling like, oh, easy for you. That's, I can't do that. But it, We really do all have that capability. And what I can recommend is start asking yourself questions. Questions are so powerful. For an example, I had found myself several years ago. This was one of my first questions I asked myself that prompted my journey of of healing. And I was having a day. I was by myself. I was feeling very lonely. And I went into the kitchen and I got a snack. And I realized in a moment, I'm not even hungry right now why am I eating right now? And noticing this pattern, asking, why is it that when I feel lonely that I turn to food? And that prompted a big chunk for me of recognizing, oh, when I was a child, I was alone a lot. Food became a a companion to me at times. It felt safe. It felt like this partnership And so by recognizing that and then using that as a catalyst with other tools to work through that, it's something as simple as that one little question truly prompted this whole thing. And so for someone who's feeling overwhelmed and just like, I can't, I can't do this. Every little step you take, it's the saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time.
0: Mm, And it, it is awesome reminder.
1: It's when you think about the amount of space being consumed in your mind, in your emotional bucket that is not serving you, and you think about how much it's not serving you, that you're, it's leaving you to function at a percentage of the capacity that you were designed to be in this world. And so just imagine if you took just one of those little things out not serving you, you've gained a whole little piece back. And now the next day you've gained a whole other piece. And it's not that it's easy. But it's, and this is what I, I teach a lot of people, it's when you have a, a clearer vision of what you actually think is possible or that you want to call into your life, it, it does become more motivating and easier to actually get there.
0: That is so beautiful. And it also ties into what we mentioned earlier, your words, which I love, which is you are the pilot and you can design whatever life you want to live. Can you give me maybe a few of the transitional points in your life where you realized, okay, this isn't working. It's time to make new choices.
1: Yeah, for sure. One of them was I was in a huge stress state. I didn't really recognize it, though. But it's, again, another story for another day, all the details. But I was having so many outward symptoms of stress. I was getting this itching that was coming up and popping out of nowhere. And it was just, it was so intolerable, you know, among many other symptoms. And it reached this point of, I either going south really fast, or I need to get help in some way or another. I have to recognize this is beyond my capacity. And I think part of that, if you struggle with this, like I know I do, is this feeling of having to do everything by yourself. Whether you had that burden on you as a child and you carried some of that and developed some of these habits or knee-jerk reactions to situations, when we have this this mentality of having to do it all, carry it all, be it all, that becomes a lot harder to actually dive into the healing journey. Because yes, we are the only ones who can do it, but getting that external resource is imperative at times. Another point for me was when I was starting to feel really suicidal, when it really, I was literally every night laying in bed and just thinking about it. And I had two little kids. I, you know, it's not a good place to be. It's a very scary place to sit here. And I'm thinking I'm having these thoughts. I don't want to be having this thought. I, I want to be here for my children. And that was a huge transition of like, I need to get help. And, and Oddly, the help came in the form of, I went to my doctor to get a referral for a chiropractor and it ended in a referral for a therapist, which was yeah. great. <laughs> it was really what I needed. All the people that, that that needed to be in my life at that time were there. and that I'm so
0: was, grateful that that doctor had the sense yes, and or the peace but, of mind to ask those he, questions yes, to, yes. to guide you in the right direction.
1: Yes. And, and I've had many moments out of breathwork sessions where I have I've done these, you know, hour, hour and a half long transformative breath work sessions where out of that, something really cleared for me or something really broke down. Not always easy though. Sometimes coming out of those and realizing I have to have this conversation with this person. I have to, I have to do this. And so they're not always in the big ways of like where we might think like, oh, I did this big plan or I, I mean, I could write you a list of all the things, but I mean, some of those really just little conversations of kind of taking back my own power and standing in my shoes and realizing this is my life. This life is not happening to me. I get to control where we go. And that's where I love that quote because yes, we can sit here and say, like, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that. But the reality is we can, we can choose. We can choose which priorities. And I as a parent, I know it's not always easy. There are times it's like, no, I don't have a choice. My kid just Got sick. Like, I have to do this right now if I'm going to be like a conscious parent. So I get that. But by and large, we can shift the blocks around what the priority is for us and how we are going to fly the plane of our lives.
0: Another thing that I really adore about this imagery and this usage of the word pilot is that pilots are not alone when they're flying this plane. They have the flight attendants, they have the runway. People. They have, I don't even know. I don't know that world. I will just say that's so true. A minimum of 10 people to help them get this plane off the ground. And yeah. so to your point of feeling lonely and feeling like you have to do it on your own, but then also finding your answers with these therapists and the breathwork practitioners. And I know you're doing a lot of that work right now. People can come to people like you, people like nice. me, you know, physicians mental health workers like there's so much help out there and so this is just my little PSA if you are listening like if you are struggling with anything you know your friend your neighbor next door like please don't keep that to yourself please know that you are not alone we are we are all in this together we
1: are we are so in it together and I I love how you tied in all of the people assisting the pilot because I have not thought of it in that way but it is so true and ultimately, as the individuals, we are the only one that can do it. We have to care about it the most for ourselves. We have to say, yes, I need to do this. But that doesn't mean you can't ask for help. It's not like I got it. So yes, I love that. That's a perfect way to tie that in.
0: Mm. So now tell us more about your programs. I know you work with groups. Do you prefer to do the groups or do you want to do one-on-one? So How I do people plug in with you?
1: Yeah, I do both, but I'm finding that. I, I particularly am loving the groups from aspect. And I know you do group work as well, but how good it feels to all of a sudden meet other people that are in a similar journey. It, it is incredible the different people that you can meet and you hear their experience and just how uplifting it can feel of like yeah, I'm not crazy or I'm not losing it or like whatever, like this really is important. I'm not the only one who thinks this is important and I'm not the only one who needs guidance in this way. And so I do offer the one-on-ones and I, you know, depending on people's needs, sometimes people really do need that one-on-one for what what their goals are. But going in a group is such a phenomenal opportunity, I think. And I often like to host like four-week group sessions on a very specific topic So that you have the opportunity to really do this deep dive over, you know, four weeks. It's not an insane amount of time or commitment, but it's enough time to get your feet wet in it and really kind of understand more about what we're talking about and have that time to connect with other people too. So both ways, both ways I love, but I think, I do think group programs have a certain advantage.
0: Agreed. And don't you, I know, speaking for myself, I often find that yes, I can hold the container Bring the community together, share the information. But I often get more out of the coaching than I feel like my students sometimes. So selfishly, I'm like, "This is what I want to keep doing because it keeps, you know, <laughs> helps me feel more in alignment with my purpose and helps me grow as a person." Absolutely, you
1: absolutely. Because, and you know, it's a reminder that you know, Michelle, you're a human. I'm a human. We're not perfect you know, we're still growing. We're still on our own journeys. We're not, we haven't like arrived in a place of we have no more work to do ever on ourselves, just because we're in a place that we can actually teach it now, you know, and we can actually feel like we have something to offer. It doesn't mean that we're done. So yeah, I I totally agree. Having those settings, it's just as beneficial for the person leading it as those in the group. And I have been a part of certain groups that I mean, people can really connect. I mean, like have bonds where they stay friends, you know, or have met up or, you know, it's, it's really beautiful when you start to see our shared human experiences and that we have so much more in common than we think at times, you know, with as dividing as things can be, we really have so much here in common. So I love
0: that. Mm, ditto. Ditto, 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 Ah, Well, 30 minutes goes by so fast. But is there anything you want to add before we close? Gosh,
1: I mean, if I think about it in this way, I guess just a final thought for people to think about is when I think about holistic health, if someone's wondering, like, what on earth does it mean, like holistic health or like, what is the difference? Because where I come from is my position is that I help people identify and achieve their health and weight loss goals, but it's with the caveat that you are more than a number on the And I think that's what trips a lot of people up when they start, when they're trying to start being healthier, you know, this word healthy, they're trying this journey. And, it, and oftentimes what could be healthy for one person may not be for another. So I actually really prefer to say what's supportive for you. You know, like you could look at a walnut that might be really supportive for you. But if my nephew, we'd say he's going to die. He's definitely allergic. So it's not, it's not always about that. It's what's going to best support you as a human on your journey. And there's really four pillars to that. It's how you look, how you feel, how you function and how you live. And so holistic health to me is that we're, we are worthy, but regardless of what our bodies are, our bodies are not in a place where they, that we can only be worthy once our body is in this place. And so I think that's the final note I just want to leave is that, you know, we are in this relationship with our body and it's a dance and it's, you know, working in a holistic way to tie in the mind, the stress, digging out the traumas, pulling in the nutrition, those things that really support you, finding the best and supportive ways to move your body That's what it's about, because at the end of the day, it's how you want to live and function in your lifetime, not that your scale says, you know, one, two, zero. It it does. That doesn't matter. You could it could say that and you could be feeling awful. So it's really about how do you really want to live and be? And that's that's really what I try to help work with people in my practice.
0: How fabulous. So, for any of my listeners who want to get plugged into more of this beautiful wisdom, where can we go to find you?
1: Yeah. So, my two main places that I'm living right now are on Instagram and on Facebook. And so, I'm sure the links will be in the show notes, but on Instagram, it's Jenna Grooms with a little underscore after it because the other one was taken. I got to put oh. an underscore. Oh. <laughs> and then on Facebook, you can find me at Coach Jenna Grooms. I have a page on there as well. And I pop in there every single week and I'm growing it as I have some big transitions in my life. So join me there and you can get plugged in. I have a free guide on both of my pages, Seven Ways to Improve Your Health. So if you go to my link in either of my bios on my pages, you can scoop up that free guide and you'll get plugged into my list where you'll get all the details of any upcoming programs that I have going on.
0: So fabulous. Well, Jenna Grooms, thank you so much for sharing some of your gems of wisdom with us. I am grateful.
1: I am so grateful for the opportunity, Michelle. You're doing amazing work. I love the energy that you bring to your community. I'm so honored to have been a part of it with you today.
0: Thank you. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: So just as a reminder, do not forget to go to michellefox.com forward slash masterclass so you can sign up for how to create and execute your weekly meal plan in under 30 minutes, an organization method that can make or break your nutrition goals. This, my friend, is complimentary to you. I have laid out three different dates with three different times because I want you there. I truly do want to make more space in your life so that you can get to doing the things that you truly love. So again, michellefox.com forward slash masterclass, and I will see you there. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast. Click over there when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter.